Hi everyone, welcome to the Tyrants and Training Podcast. I'm Kevin. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Tyrants underscore podcast, by the way. This week we are dealing with an issue that arose in episode 5 of the podcast. That episode's guest was writer and actor Cedric Gagel, and his reign as tyrant of this country was so riddled with scandals, we have to deal with it because his tyranny was way over the line of acceptable tyrannical behaviour. So, today's episode features Cedric on trial for his crimes, and new to the podcast, our other guest, TV writer and producer, Cindy Beagle. Enjoy the show. Oh, and when you listen, my apologies now for my neighbour who wouldn't turn off his car alarm for a very long time. I hope to put him on trial next week. Enjoy. Okay, hello. Hello, everyone. This is the Tyrants and Training podcast, even, and I'm Kevin Ryan. I'm the host. I have two guests today. There is, of course, Cedric Gagel is coming back. Hi, hi Cedric. No, hi, actually, hi. I haven't got I haven't got to the trial yet, so, so I shouldn't actually okay. just be mean. Hello, Cedric. How's it going? I'm well. How are you? I'm not too bad. So you finished up a play recently about Bobby Kennedy. Yes, I was doing a, a one-man, hour-and-a-half-long play playing Bobby Kennedy, uh, which was a really big challenge and a really nice way to push myself as an actor. And uh, now I've got a couple weeks off before the next film starts, so I'm going back into the film world. So I've got some screenplays I need to catch up on and uh, maybe a, a, a book to read or two. What genre did, is the next one in? Uh, the next one I'm working on is sort of a drama thriller type yes. of, of situation which is not my uh, I don't do a lot of thriller stuff so I'm kind of trying to explore a new genre for myself I've been doing a lot of right. drama lately so I wanted yeah. to kind of inject some more action into it nice well who I also have is Cindy Bagel Beagle. Uh, that's first oh thank you I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> my name is Keevan anyways <laughs> hello Cindy how are you good uh thank you for coming on I know this is like a really weird request when I asked you will you judge Cedric and you don't <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd only seen him on Twitter. Have you, you've, you've, you've written for a lot of TV shows, right? Yes. So have you ever had to like sort out any drama? Because this might happen in the podcast in this episode. Yes. <laughs> TV oh. writing is all drama. So I don't, yeah. <laughs> I mean, on the page and off the page. Off the page. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. writing off the page is a lot of drama. Love it. Okay. Um, yeah. I will happily nosy about them after the show okay so what we i suppose to catch up um listeners who who might have i can't it was in season one of this podcast uh we had cedric on cedric i mean you can chime in here and say no if you disagree with anything but you were the leader of your own country called naboo mm -hmm. by the way Cindy, i'm gonna point out naboo is uh, planet named in Star Wars, which you have no interest in. And the funny thing is, you are now going to be the new leader of Naboo. So this is like a walking <laughs> hell or a waking nightmare for you. Yeah, this is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, oh thank dear. you. <laughs> and I'm I'm pretty sure Cedric, the old leader of Naboo, was was trying to get all the cast of Star Wars onto the islands, you know, as often as he could. So if they're still there, you're going to be hearing a lot about star wars um on this okay. island that'll be the first since i only watched a few minutes of star wars so okay yeah but <laughs> on the other hand Cindy, then go. you're gonna get to hang out with like adam driver and harrison ford and mark hamill and i'm like it's some pretty cool people you get to hang out with on the yeah, island like so you don't even have to like star wars i like all of them they're unfortunately um 
you know, you you are now called the most celebrated pump, which is the official title of Naboo, right? The car, the electric car that is used is actually shaped like the Millennium Falcon. So you will have to be driven around um, in that if that's okay. Um, do I have my family and friends when I'm by myself? <laughs> Whichever one. I mean, you're you can you can fly them over if you want. Would you prefer that? Yeah, that's yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I want to talk to somebody. Yeah, you're the, oh, you can talk to other people. <laughs> you're not you're not taken away as the leader. <laughs> if you have Harrison Ford, that's pretty good. Yeah, Harrison Ford. <laughs> I'm he's, yeah, he, he could leave at times, like he's free to do his own thing, unless you don't want him to. But yeah, I mean, you are the boss on Nabuna. You, you are in charge. I ask a, a clarifying question. You said the electric vehicles are, are shaped like the Millennium Falcon. Are, are there vehicles now on the island? Because there were no, when I was in charge, we were completely green, just bikes and walkways. So Well, you had said like um, um, ambulances and fire brigades and stuff like well, that. So sure. Yeah, true. so they did bring in a Millennium Falcon styles electric car just for the the leader after oh okay well, that's, that's, nice. that's nice yeah yeah hey hey <laughs> it's not gonna go nice for you cedric i'm gonna tell you right now <laughs> just saying nice. that's nice yeah that, that's fair enough cindy by the way do you think you would make a good leader um no I mean, <laughs> i'll tell you why yes because i'm really bossy but nobody wants to listen to me but now they will now they do want to by the way they have like all rejoiced when you got here. Oh. Yeah, no, you are a popular, much popular than the old uh, MCP. So everyone is on board. Sorry, Cedric, but everyone is on board. I was elected fairly. Yeah, no, they all, you were the, like, you were the only choice, but it was because they said <laughs> you were the only choice we will have. Either this country goes, you know, down to Atlantis or we get you in. So they are all about you. Do you have any idea what your slogan would be? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, yes. No Star Wars. No Star Wars. See, you're hitting it early. And you know what? They went tough but fair. New, new attitude, new ideas. That's what we need around here. Yeah. Um, yeah, comedy only. Only comedy and no sci-fi comedy or no Star Wars comedy? No. None of that. It's like grounded. Yeah. No. I can't follow the plot in, in things like Star Wars and... Uh, Raiders and all that stuff. So, no, just 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 like fun comedy. The brilliant thing is when we put up that sign saying "No Star Wars, only comedy." The paint hadn't dried on the star, so it actually got rid of the star bit. So now it just says "No Wars, only comedy." So people love you. They <laughs> love that message. They think it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really good. It's brilliant. So we do have news that we just want to say. Um, there was an investigation that was ongoing just before you got in. Um, Captain Ma- Captain Adam had started this investigation just because of public pressure. It was to investigate the alleged many crimes of the first MCP. Um, that was Cedric Gagel. We do have an artist sketch of Cedric. Oh, no. Now I appreciate this is a podcast, so listeners are just like, "What's this mean?" But <laughs> we do apparently done by Jessica, who is just basically it's my fiance who just said her name is jessica and um just this is apparently the man you're still on trial cedric regardless this isn't another man but uh it's a potato shaped (laughs) man and i believe the person who witnessed um cedric described to the artist that he had a very bobby kennedy nose and that's what (laughs) 
<laughs> that's what was uh, drawn. Uh, Celine was befuddled by who's Bobby Kennedy. I don't really know about American violence. Um, so yes, that's the guy. We have him um, arrested. Because you're the boss, Cindy, do you want us just to have him in handcuffs? He's a dangerous man. Should we go with Hannibal Lecter and, you know, tie him up or... Well, um, is he funny? Oh. I think yeah. he's hilarious. I think his podcast is hilarious. I mean, that's kind of important to me, you know? Okay. So like, if he has a good sense of humor. It's going to be a little bit hard for me to be impartial. Because if he makes me laugh during the trial, that will win points. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing if his crimes were funny. Well, the prosecution team are working on getting Taka Watiti in as a as a lawyer, just, in, just to, to give you a few jokes as well. So okay, I like, I like that. Don't, uh, yeah, uh, don't, 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 don't immediately side with Cedric yet. But when you know, first... like, to me, like a real crime would be like if he used puns. Oh shit! Well, I mean, I, this I, has been very, very fun, and uh, I'm gonna have to leave now because oh. puns are a, about seventy nine percent of my humor. <laughs> this trial just keeps getting worse and worse for Cindy. So, <laughs> wait, so we're gonna bring him into the court. You're the only judge. <laughs> Seemingly no jury. Um, everyone is biased. You're the only one who's unbiased on on the country of Naboo. When we bring him in, will we bring him in only in handcuffs, or do you want us to like strap him down to um like when they brought in um Hannibal Lecter? Like jacket. Yeah, do you want? Yeah. I don't know. I would put him in a little clown suit. Put him in a clown suit. Embarrass him. Love it. Right. Get him off edge. Okay. Clown suit is on with the like green hair and like are we going? Uh, with... No, no, not a fake nose or makeup on his face because I, I want to see. can punch him. We can punch him really hard so his nose is red. Should we do that? That might be your department. I'm not, you know, that violent. You're very right. Captain Adam. Just like uh, verbal cruelty. Okay, so verbal cruelty and real red nose. Captain Adam, I'm sorry, Cedric. He's going to your cell. Uh, you're all right, right? You There's good medical care in the country, so you're you're fine afterwards. Uh, okay, I guess. Okay, just... sound suit, possibly a broken nose. <laughs> and Captain Adam and I used to be friends, so this is a little macabre, but sure. He did say, Cedric, you're all right, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, so what I'm going to do is we're just going to start with just quick opening statements. Do you want to go first, Cedric? Or Oh, no, 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 no. You go first. Okay, so by the way, uh, Cindy, what should we refer to? Should we say your honor, your majesty, your queenship? I like your honor. Nobody's your honor. Ever... Yeah, nobody's ever said that. So no. like... Some people have called me queen. But then yeah. it's followed by bitch, so. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there like a pause? Like, is it like, hey, queen? You're like, oh, hey, bitch. You're like, oh. <laughs> no pause. <laughs> no pause, okay. No pause, that is better off. No, um, no, no. So your, your honor would be, your honor sounds better to me. Okay? Your honor. I want to be in character. So if I'm the judge, I'm going to take this very seriously. Are, are you going to wear like the black robes and the like, what, what the hair, the, the wig they used to put on her? Yeah, get like a Ruth Bader Ginsburg little little lacy uh, oh. collar. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so we're going to, we're going to, um, I suppose the prosecution team is going to stand up and um, address you as your honor. We have today, your honor, again, a man here, he used to be in charge, as you know. He was the first leader of the, the country of Naboo. He's standing over there in a clown's outfit, which seems to be the new tradition when people are accused or on trial. Throughout his reign, okay, there's only one word for it. He was a tyrant. 
He wasn't in training. He was an actual tyrant. Um, he abused his power. He had a massive scandal involving education and books and the arts. He abused a senator. Cruel and unusual punishment doled out to him. And for that, I mean, he left the country to an election that was really ended up as a civil war. And it's only now been, been um, adjusted or the, the country's been righted ever since you, Your Honour, Cindy, have, have come on board. I just want to say that, you know, he, he will try and spin things. He will, he will claim that other people who he put in charge of certain departments were at fault. I think we can ignore that. I will just make a mention that we've evaluated him for a psychological examination <laughs> while I was at work today and not doing anything else. So it turns out the person who's on trial today is apparently 76.56% sociopathic, 72.73% uh, impulsive. Just, just to put it out there, that's a professional evaluation from quickevaluation.com. <laughs> but yes, that's my entire, that's my entire opening statement. I, I, yeah, I'm going to. No, I, I was just thinking, um, I really want to hear about the bu abuse in detail and say oh. it slowly. Yeah. <laughs> you seem oddly uh, delighted. Yeah. yeah, it seems a little exciting, you know? <laughs> well, can, I, can, can the defense yes. make its, its opening go, statement go and, ahead. Then, and the lies can continue? Go ahead. <laughs> Objection already, but go ahead. Uh, Your Honor, it is truly my honor to stand before you today, uh, continuing the grand tradition of most celebrated pomps in our glorious, magnificent sanctuary of Naboo. I would like to say that uh, what the prosecution began with was saying that I would try to blame this on other people, um, different people I had placed in charge. Uh, this was the biggest of the many lies told over the last five minutes. Uh, it does not go on multiple people. It goes on one person who goes by the name of Brian. And the idea that I left the country to an election that led to a civil war is frankly hysterical. That's like saying that the invention of, of motorized vehicles led to the war in Vietnam. Their, their correlation is not causation. The reason this country ended up in civil war is because one of the nominees was Brian because people hated him so much that they went to war over it because he's terrible and he destroys everything he touches. I never placed him in charge of anything except cleaning leaves off of sidewalks, which somehow he managed to turn into having 3,000 people hospitalized. That is not my fault. Objection, it wasn't 3,000 people. Um, overruled. So that's, that's the most significant of these lies. The idea that I was just a tyrant coming in. I wanna understand what precisely is so tyrannical about having a yearly festival of brownies, about 80% national parks, about engaging with the people of this country constantly, about playing board games together, I don't see what's about, oh, there's World War III springing out. Oh, let's just make a deal with Switzerland so that we don't actually have to go to war. I am confused about what I did in my pursuit of peace. In fact, one could make the argument that I was the original no wars, only comedy, which is why I'm so glad that our new MCP, yourself, Your Honor, is so dedicated to that grand tradition 
that's that's my only response. I look forward to um, denying each and every one of these allegations as they come up. And I think you will see that uh, every single thing that happened wrong in this country, the only wrong thing I did was not shipping Brian out immediately because my words were twisted. He miswrote emails, et cetera, et cetera. And whoever recorded my words, in fact, at one point reordered all of them, not well, poorly edited my own words to make me say something I did not say. So between Brian and Ajax, uh, havoc was wreaked across this island, but it was not at my word. It was not at my command, although it was at my great shame. I have a question. Yes. Aren't you an actor? Uh, I do dabble in yeah. the world of pretending. So can, how do I know you're not acting can, now? Yes, and can I, can I just make a point? Recently, Cedric starred in a well, very well-received one-man play about Bobby Kennedy, where he did many a monologue. So if he sounds more polished than I, it's because I'm terrible at my job. <laughs> and he's very good. And, and here's the other thing. is He said that he went into a restaurant and they said to him, hi, Bobby Kennedy, which meant that he was very good at that role. That they, a, mistook him, they mistook him for a dead, for the dead Bobby Kennedy is pretty good. So I'm taking that into account that he's an actor. What a beautiful well, think, statement, Your Honor. I, I, I feel that it should only, Your Honor, and I understand your, your trepidation. I feel that it should only be taken into account what, um, what concepts, I won't call them facts, but what concepts are presented by the prosecution and what the response is. I mean, ultimately, all either of us are trying to do is convince you of a single viewpoint and whether or not I've, you know, played certain characters in the past. I don't think my playing Black Stash in Peter and the Starcatcher uh, has any bearing on whether or not Brian committed awful war crimes and is somehow I'm the one on trial. Okay, well, I will take that under consideration, but I just, I just want one other question about acting. Do you consider yourself a good actor? I consider myself an actor that is constantly trying to get better at my craft. Cagey. Mm. <laughs> I love it. I'm leaving. You've got this, Cindy. <laughs> um, okay, so, Your Honor, can I, may, may the prosecution team, may we deliver what we recommend should be the um, punishment for his obvious crimes? Um, I would say the jury is not in, literally and figuratively, so yes, go ahead. So what we propose is, first of all, the obvious sentence should include uh, prison for life, okay? Man can't be let out to, to cause havoc in, in this country or any country. On top of that, we, we want to add in a few more uh, stipulations. He can never use curse words. He has to rewrite a logline for the same generic action movie every single day for the rest of his life. I like that. He has to shower with two jackets and three pants on. Um, what was that one? Wait, go back. What was that one? He has to shower with two jackets and three pants on. Okay, I like that. That's good. He, I like it. A guard will whistle the wrong tune to his favorite animated TV show every night as he goes to sleep. And of course, the two that are standard in this country. He has, he has to eat at mealtimes with a selection of people that he likes, but he wouldn't really be pals with them. So it's a bit awkward. And finally, Cedric must read Brian's screenplay every day and make at least five pages of notes, even though that screenplay is just going to be the same one every single day, but one word changed on page six. We think these, once he's found guilty, would be fair and adequate punishment for, for someone so guilty. You know, I, I, I haven't come to any um, conclusions yet, but... Yes. 
because it's comedy you know it's mm. comedy always right what was it no wars only no. comedy yes I, I would like to see him strapped to a chair and i would like to see bad jokes and like have to listen to bad jokes for eternity i would like people to say things and then like always say just kidding just kidding and i would like to see things like you know like when people do double guns you know like hey guy hey guy i, I would like all those irritating things where people think they're funny and they're not just to torment him if if i decide that way so i i i would like to add oh, sure what a, what a fantastic um uh, idea your honor I would if, just if make... I could add, can I add one to the list? You're get, what? You're on trial. I just, I just I have one to propose, which is that uh, I have to eat like a pan of brownies um, and watch whatever movie I want every day. Why? You? you know what? You know what? They're going to be plastic. There'll always be one plasticized brownie in there, so you'll never know when you bite into the one that's going to like ruin. No, your I like that. I like that. I like how scary <laughs> that is. So. I do want to bring up, Cedric had mentioned in his opening statement that he, he refuted the idea that he would blame multiple people, if you remember that, Your Honour, right? He said that, no, I wouldn't blame multiple people, I'll blame one. One person, it's Brian. Brian was at fault for all these different different things. You might remember at the end of his, his opening statement, he suddenly threw the name Ajax into it. He suddenly said, Brian and Ajax dated everything, they were at fault. So I will also make note that he, you know, he started off with, I'd only blame one person. And suddenly at the end, he was adding in another person. Well, um, like he said, he's not, he's not that trustworthy, really. If he's, well, you know, he's acting, he's also a writer. So he's creating his own scenario. I, I, it's a little hard for me to tell at this moment what's true and what's not. I, I need to, to hear more. I don't know. Right. Well, Your Honor, if I may, it is hard to tell what's true and what's not. And part of the issue of that is that Kevin is deliberately misrepresenting events and including what I said. The reason that I said that I would only blame Brian is because Ajax has already been tried and found guilty for mm. his crimes. We don't believe in double jeopardy. I'm not going to relitigate that whole situation. Ajax is out of this equation. And what Ajax did wrong ultimately goes back to Brian anyway, because what Ajax did is because of a, a message that Brian gave him that twisted my words. So even that goes back to Brian. So, of course, I, I'm not going to try to throw Ajax anywhere here because he's already been tried and that wouldn't be fair. So, again, this is a situation of Kevin taking something that was said, relying on you not knowing what happened and trying to imply that I'm lying or twisting things. This is this is Kevin trying to exploit you. Can I just add in there? He is he is right um, that Ajax is in prison for the rest of his life. He is not allowed out. Okay, he, he has been tried. You may want to know what he did in this case. So obviously, I'm not saying to retry Ajax, but he will have to be brought up in this case to get the full picture of what Cedric did. So if you're happy, I will mention him later on, Your Honor. Yeah, I, I, yeah that sounds good. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> mention whoever you want. <laughs> yeah. It's all nonsense. Good. So I do just want to, I, I will um, bring forward, I guess, the, the first part of the case, is that I do want to bring up the scandal that Cedric was involved in. It was Bookgate. Um, I'm just going to get get my papers here. I have to put in a rustling paper sound effects now. So to summarize what happened, Your Honor, during Bookgate is Cedric 
at the time. He hid the existence of some books from the rest of the citizens of Naboo because he didn't like them and he doesn't want to hear about hear them being discussed. These weren't political or religious books. These are just books he just didn't like. For example, Great Expectations was gone. Catherine de Roy was gone. There was some... Um, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. So William Shakespeare was targeted as well. Um, All the kids in 10th grade must love you. I was very popular among the songs. Those are the the books that everybody goes, And yeah, and he did say, he did go on to um, go on to the highest rated news channel. And he explained his reasons. You know, he said that he had made an error in judgment and he was trying to learn. He was sorry if, you know, if anyone was offended or hurt. He apologized even. I, I will give the man credit. He did apologize to William Shakespeare, who he did call old Billy Shakes. I didn't know that he had a prior relationship. We haven't been able to establish it. However, and I just want to give you an idea of what, you know, you said about he is a noted actor. He, he very quickly seemed to change his tune um, possibly revealing his his real feelings. Um, I will quote here, if you'll allow me. During his his interview, where he was supposed to be apologising, he said, and I quote, and frankly, frankly, honestly, if you want me to apologise right now in this interview, I'm just going to say that my expectations for great expectations were not in fact great. They were very low, and it somehow failed to clear them. So if you want me to apologise, you're going to have to keep waiting. Now, this is less than a minute after he said, I made an error in judgment and I'm trying to learn. I'm sorry if any of you were offended. I apologize to old Billy Shake. So, you know, this was where he immediately is changing his tune. One of the um, big finds we had in our investigation is, unfortunately, Your Honor, Cedric openly admitted to spying on the citizens of his country. Like through their windows? Even more heinous than that. And more technologically advanced. <laughs> you are God. <laughs> this no, is why I'm... Go on. I'm intrigued as to when I <laughs> supposedly did this. <laughs> Leave me. When I found this out from my beloved fiance, I was... <laughs> During the interview, he brought... This is the first mention of Brian that he brought up. He, he mentioned that Brian was over in the sidelines of the interview, Okay. The interview had posed a question to him, Your Honor, during the interview to Cedric, saying people were smuggling in these books into the country because they were banned. Okay. Now, Cedric refuted this very confidently. Okay. P- uh, the interview says people who have tried to smuggle them in. Cedric responded, No, no one has tried to smuggle them in. I had Brian keeping tabs on it. Okay. Now, originally, you would believe maybe Brian, for some reason, was, was, um, taking over Captain Adam's job, right? He, he was down by the docks, making sure no ships were coming in with books of Romeo and Juliet. However, he also goes on to say, no one's been looking for them. No one's even Googled them. Now, the only way when we dug into this that Cedric could know nobody is Googling them is if he's actually been spying on everyone's internet searches. And that is how he knew that nobody had looked for Romeo and Juliet and the rest of the band books. He had a mass spy network on every single citizen in Naboo, and that's how he knew nobody had Google searched for those books. How come he has so much time on his hands? That's what we're trying to figure out, because clearly the man is more interested in spying on his citizens than protecting them. I can respond directly to this, to this, um, yet again, a heinous misrepresentation of facts. And not only that, these were quotes, but, Your Honor. but a, a blatant, blatant disregard for the hard work of the young people of Naboo. This is what's happening right now. Is again, we already referenced the, the 10th graders are very into this idea. 
the reason these books are banned is because Great Expectations is bad, because Catcher in the Rye is bad, it's and because amazing. Romeo and Juliet tells a bunch of 13-year-olds to go fall in love and then um, accidentally hurt themselves uh, to the point of death. I don't want to, you know, get too graphic with it, but it doesn't end well. Um, and nobody missed them. But the reason we know about this is because you Google. the 10th graders at Naboo High School, there's only one on the island, the 10th graders at Naboo High School, they had a self-guided class in social studies where they, they, their final project was they had to kind of do some digging on a subject that they're choosing. And one of those students, Tanisha, who's, who's a rising star and perhaps one day will take over for you, MCP. Um, I'm sure you know Tanisha. Already threatening. But uh, Tanisha is very interested in analytics and in big data. <laughs> and so Tanisha wanted to try to figure out, you know, what are what are people looking for? What's the interest of this island? And, and presented it as a report to our government to say, these are the issues people are seeing. Uh, there's too many leaves in the streets, which is how we ended up putting Brian on that, which if I did make a mistake, that was one of them. But that's how we found out about these kinds of things. It was all, no data was dug up. No spying was done. This was all public record. And it's just like analytics where you see, oh, during the Oscars, people searched, you know, Chris Rock's name. Well, she looked up, you know, books. What, what are people Googling? What books are people Googling? And there was a long, long list of what people are Googling. Wheel of Time, a bunch of people looking it up. Aristotle's Poetics, shocking number of people looking it up. Uh, those three books, there was not a single search that came up. Now, of course, somebody might have looked it up at some point, and it just wasn't enough data to register on this graph. But that shows that a negligible number of people were not researching these. We never hid this knowledge. These people weren't born on this island. They came from other places. It's not like they came in going, I've never heard of that book. These are three very famous pieces of art. Just no one cared about them. No one even cared enough to look them up. It's like, it's like looking up the Cincinnati Reds right now. Everyone's like, who cares? They're terrible. We don't care about them. So they just ignore them. They forget they exist. And that's perfectly okay. So again, even the most base amount of research will show Tanisha's paper, which is extremely well-written, which won her a scholarship. Uh, and I can't believe that they would disregard this in an effort to smear my name and to, uh, to misrepresent the facts. I'm, I'm just, I'm deeply offended. Uh, and and uh, I'm also proud of Tanisha and her work. You know what? I, I, I'd like to add a tale of two cities. I mean, oh, you listen, pretty drive, much right? anything by Dickens. Uh, I mean, that also needs to go. Yeah, yeah. May uh, I respond to this sort of tale that Cedric has weaved, Your Honor, please. These facts that Cedric has presented. Again, I'm going to read the quotes from his interview. No one has tried to smuggle them in. I had Brian keep tabs on it. Now, if I come to you and say, hey, I've done a wonderful picture of me running through a field. You say, oh, that's lovely. You don't say Jim kept tabs on the paintings in the city. You say Kevin came to me with a lovely painting. You don't say Brian keep tabs on it. Now, I will also mention, this is you know, a bit, bit earlier than I wanted to, but with Brian there saying keeping tabs on it, Cedric has a, a uh, habit of using Brian um, when needed. So he will say that when he was leaving, he never had any ill will towards Brian. And yet Brian was seemingly the first person that Tanisha went to with this data because he was such an integral part of, of um, Cedric's government. <laughs> Objection. Uh, no one's even Googled them. I mean, this isn't Tanisha sitting down at 13 year old going, oh, I'm going to check the whole country the whole time. He, this uh, ban 
had been in place for a long time and he was certain nobody was Googling them because Brian was in charge keeping tabs on, on it. Okay, I have a question. Mm -hmm. This is this is like really important too. Yes. Has anyone ever seen Brian or is this his alter ego? <laughs> Me? No, no, no. There is a Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever seen Cedric and Brian in the same room? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, yes, they had. He was in the interview. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yes, yes. yes. That was the one time I believe they were in the same room. Um, and I'm, I, I'm actually not sure where Kevin's even remotely going with this. Brian was working at the ports, checking inventory. Like we're aware of what's coming into this country. We we I know what's think, happening. I don't so he think knows the Italian. And who else? I'm uh, your honor. I have the talking pen. Of uh, <laughs> <laughs> who else is Tanisha going to go to to find out if anyone's tried to bring these books in? Then the person who's in charge of this. Why was Brian reassigned? Because he failed. That's why. Wasn't he? Wasn't he count, uh, blowing leaves? That was oh, he was moved that was down his punishment to for being bad at this. First of all, just to respond to that, he's saying that Brian was down by the docks checking inventory, and that's how he knows no books were coming in. It was said in that interview that there was mafia gangs from southern Italy bringing in books. Now I don't think they were coming into the docks and filing paperwork. So there was no way that even if Brian was down there, even if the whole police force was down there, they're not catching the mafia if they actually are smuggling in books. So he knew they weren't coming in because he had spied on everyone's internet searches, all their communications to figure out whether they are responding to these illegal gangs. And the other thing is, Tanisha went down to the docks to give Brian some information from her school. No, why would a 13 year old go, oh, I want to get this information quickly to the government. I better go down to the docks. It's the opposite. <laughs> Very she weird. She went to Brian to ask if anybody had tried to bring it in. First, second, during that interview, I was asked if anyone was trying to smuggle it in. I said, no, that has not happened. Third, if anyone does smuggle it in, that's not the fault of my government because someone's breaking the law. That's not how the law works. No, no, it is not. But it is his fault that he would spy on his own people. That is that abuse of power. You know, I just think uh, Tanisha's 13. Mm. Her parents wouldn't let her 10 feet away. Parents don't let kids go anywhere. So that part of the story doesn't ring true. So are we just um, implying, where did Tanisha get this data then? Because she had it in the paper. I've never seen Tanisha and she was never brought up in that first episode at all. I will just Well, yeah, out. we just didn't bring her up. I can't bring up every single person on this entire island. That would take at least five minutes at a minimum, <laughs> more likely a week or so. It would take a while. So, of course, no, she didn't come up. But the... I, I wasn't there when Tanisha went to talk to Brian, but maybe her parents were with her. This is a very safe place. Kids run everywhere. They run amok. It's like the 1970s out here. Your Honor, sorry, Your Honor, do you want me to go next again? Because, I mean, as I said, I have other um, other issues that, that need to be brought to you. So, we, you know, we started bringing up Brian. One of the accusations put towards Cedric is that he had a malicious and consistent vendetta against a government official. Brian started out as being in his government, ended up um, doing a fantastic job, I must say, on um, the, the sidewalks, cleaning leaves. And he helped a great many people find new work after Ajax, who was in prison, beat up 1,300 people. And afterwards, Brian was elected to the Senate. Okay, so that's, that's, that's kind of a brief view of, of his political history. I had mentioned that uh, excuse me, Cedric had said that 
that he never held any ill will towards Brian. He mentioned this uh, before the election. Brian went for the election to be the next um, MCP. However, the first mention of Brian is during his interview on Bookgate. And he mentions, after Cedric sends, no one's even Googled him, um, referring to the books, he adds, Brian's a bit lax. Brian sucks. And I think we all know that. That's on you, District 18, for voting for him. Now, this apparently, in his first mention of Brian, is already painting Brian out to be someone he doesn't want, even though he's in his inner circle. He's in, he's, he's one, of, one of his key men, apparently. The man who is making sure no books come into the country that he doesn't want. Once Brian was transferred to the Department of War, I think it was, or Department of Defense, Brian was tasked with uh, being a translator. Okay. <laughs> Brian is noted as the greatest Swiss talking man in Shibu. That's why he was chosen. Naturally, you choose the best person to speak. Um, an unfortunate new feature in Zoom where they tried to translate, you know, the language, uh, resulted in Switzerland taking up what um, Brian had said badly. For that, Cedric punished him severely, okay? He booted him out of the department that, that the rest of his colleagues had been so happy to see him in and had busted him down to sweeping leaves. I will say the country is 80% trees, so the amount of leaves on that sidewalk was ridiculous. Also... Do you remember he said that there isn't many cars in this country? You use a lot of electric cars for like ambulance and stuff, but there's only bicycles and, and stuff like that. So you can imagine how many sidewalks there are. Everything's a sidewalk. There's hardly any street for cars. Just people walking on sidewalks all over the place. And Brian was tasked with sweep the leaves off them, Brian. And then when he was asked, well, will I sweep them off the street as well? Oh, no, 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 no. You're not good enough for that, Brian. You just stay on the sidewalk. He wasn't allowed to leave it. So that, I just, just want to give you an insight into uh, Cedric's thinking on, on the harassment of Brian, the person he supposedly has no issues. Well, it, it sounds terrible. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Sounds terrible. You're right. Has anybody um, seen Brian since he's been incarcerated? Oh, um, since, since Cedric's been incarcerated. I thought, I thought Brian was... Sorry, no, Ajax has been incarcerated. He is... Um, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, Brian has, has taken a much-needed break. He's still in the um, country. Your, your Honor, uh, wow, first of all, that's my first statement. Are we so lost as a country that we cannot appreciate the nuance between disagreeing with someone's actions or their job performance and them as a person? When I say I harbor no ill will toward Brian, I mean I don't want anything bad to happen to him as a person. That doesn't mean I don't want to see consequences for his actions. When he gets transferred, now in the interview, right, he's in my inner circle. I'm not going to have people in there that I can't trust. And if we can't appreciate that all of that was said with a smile, with a laugh, Brian knew it was a joke. People joke. These things happen. People joke about each other. Now, maybe the joke doesn't always land. And again, uh, we've, we've dealt with that enough. Uh, obviously a lot has happened since then, but maybe some people didn't take that as a joke. I would like to say for the record that it was a joke. The people of District 18 are wonderful. They make the best brownies. I love them. Uh, beyond that, the Department of War thing, we're kind of underwriting what happened. I told Brian to go tell Switzerland because every country was, was required to declare war on somebody else because World War III was starting, which is wild that that was a stipulation of being a country, by the way, was that we had to declare war. 
That's the UN. That's not on anyone. That's, 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 <laughs> that's not really on Kevin. That's that was, no, no. But, but I asked that we reach out to Switzerland to say, we're going to declare war on you guys, but we'd like to declare a truce immediately after. That's, that's now, Kevin, you probably have my exact words there, don't you? Um, the UN said every country has to go to war with some other country. What country do you want to go to war with? Switzerland, no hesitation. Uh, Switzerland will just concede, vote will truce. So, yeah. So I said, let's go do a truce. Uh, the message Brian sent, and I don't want to hear about Zoom issues, because why he was doing, why he was declaring war over Zoom is a big question that I have for Brian. But the fact of the matter is, he said, we're going to war with Switzerland. That's all he told them. So yeah, you're going to get demoted. I don't care how much your colleagues like you. How am I supposed to leave you in charge of war when the first thing you do is directly contradict my orders and put us to war with a major country in the world. Of course you're gonna be demoted. And then this whole, oh, he wasn't even allowed to sweep streets. That's a blessing. There's so many sidewalks. I'm not gonna make him sweep the streets too. That's a lot of work, man. Can I just add here? Um, Cannot believe your the way honor. this is being framed. Your honor, I will just add more quotes here from his, his um, confession, seemingly. There was translation issues. Brian was the one who translated. And in, quote, Cedric, inept moron, don't put him anywhere near this. An outburst in the Oval Office, or whatever office, I don't know what you call it, to be honest, but yeah. Uh, then it was also added, no, Brian is being reassigned away from the Department of War. Brian is going to go sweep some leaves somewhere, down on the path by Shulman's Bakery. He has to sweep leaves for the whole country. It's a situation of natural morale or national morale. Sorry, natural it's, it's national and natural morale, actually. Yeah. Yeah. The country has 80% national park. Sorry, I was even, I think I was off of it. Turning him, this is what he himself stated about Brian. He was going to turn him into Sisyphus with sweeping up leaves. <laughs> I, you know, I was going to suggest that. That's exactly what I thought. Does that sound up. like someone who is saying professionally mm. you need to move on and we wish you the best of future endeavors? Or is that cruel and unusual punishment to well, break um, that man? Does Brian and Cedric still have a relationship of any sort? Oh, absolutely not, unfortunately. That's 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 not well. I don't think he well, can. I would the trauma, like to the trauma say a no big one. reason why we don't. The, a big reason why we don't is another thing that Kevin left out of Brian's so-called illustrious career. Uh, he left out several things, most notably being the coup that was launched against me and led by Brian, where they tried to murder me. I don't think there was any um, evidence found that Brian was leading that. I seem to distinctly recall it because his wife let him off scot-free. Your Honor, if you let Cedric off this evening, would that mean that you're married to him? It's literally his wife. It's not. Oh, it is his wife. Mean. Yes, but I mean that's just listen. Someone you said I'm with sorry. a twinkle in her eye. I read the report. She's a lovely woman. Yes, she is. She is. I cherish her. But this was a coup. We shouldn't be out here smiling. Now, right. Your Honor, it was a coup. Like there was ask, a coup. Your Honor, may I ask you a question? Please. If um, I don't know. Where's the random staff member, Stefan? If Stefan was your Minister of War. And you said, I have to declare war on someone. I want you to go and tell this country, hey, we have to declare war on you, but we're going to call it a truce. And what Stefan told that country was, we're going to war with you. Better prepare. And then left. 
would that be cause for demotion in your eyes if he just launched a war against your orders and then left the situation? That does seem pretty inept. Would it you, seems like an inept moron was involved. Would you spend all your time trying to mentally break that man if he did that? Or would you fire him? Which would be well, your right to do. He Or have him sweeping leaves. Yes. Your Honor, may I ask, and this will hopefully be the last time I do this, may I ask, may I ask a favor of you, Your Honor? Do you have some money to accompany that? I will Venmo. Love us. What a fair <laughs> judge. <laughs> will, will you count... Uh, using the Mississippi method, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, how uh, long it takes me to say this sentence starting now. I want you to send Brian down to sweep up all the leaves off the sidewalk. I will turn him into my own personal Sisyphus. How long did that take? I would say that was 12 seconds. 12 seconds. So it doesn't sound like I'm taking up all of my time doing this to launch some personal vendetta. It sounds like I took 12 seconds to meet out a pretty weak punishment for starting a world war. But it's forever. Yeah, <laughs> it's never ending. Not for me. You just said I used up all of my time <laughs> that I was failing in my duties as the leader. Brian was doing a very important job. But you spent the rest of the time watching Tanisha. I met with Tanisha <laughs> a couple of times. I always meet with the, with the students. They're the future of our country. Uh, Your Honor, can I just bring up, because he, you know, he's painting the picture that, look, I was just dishing out a punishment and I went about my day. I don't think that's quite true. Later on, we ask him, Cedric at the time that his birthday was coming up and how did he want it to be celebrated because the people of the country did like their MCP at the time and they did want to celebrate his birthday they had gone up to Brian who was on the street furiously trying to get rid of leaves and it's impossible because the country is 80% natural national parks they went up to him first and asked but he didn't want to hear about it why because the man was going through a mental breakdown with leaves everywhere. <laughs> Cedric made a comment, he's not a people person, not anymore. We finally beat it out of him. Now, are you telling me that, some, that that is a statement of someone who's just casually gone about his day? That seems very vindictive. I have another question. Yes, you know, um, so you said that the country has 80% hmm. leaves. But um, do they have deciduous trees? Like, are, is there like six months where he doesn't sweep because the leaves are gone? No, it's, no. it's a really nice Mediterranean scape. It's, we have deciduous and coniferous. Uh, we're very, uh, we're very excited about our, our uh, diversity of, of, uh, of flora and fauna here on the island. But um, yeah, I mean, Brian has a staff too. I mean, it's not like it's just Brian. Brian. Which, again, mm. Kevin wanted to point out that Brian had given jobs to 1,200 people. Uh, Brian's also the reason those 1,200 people needed jobs. I just want to point that out. Brian gave Ajax the wrong message, which is why all those people needed jobs. Sorry, Brian gave Ajax the wrong message? I thought it was Brian. Was it you? No, you had sent down Ajax to sort it out. That is not what I said. This is the whole point. <laughs> it was misphrased. I said to help those people find new jobs or whatever I said, it was not to deal with them, which is what the message given to Ajax was. That is not what I said. It's not word for word. And I will admit that saying that we beat the people person out of him was not my best moment. And I will freely admit that. And I'd love to say that you were misquoting me, but that is exactly how I would have said that. So that's probably something I did say word for word. 
And I will say that that was not uh, that was not my shining moment as the leader of this country, but it was very funny. It also sounds like it's over. <laughs> it's like he just admitted something really bad. Not really. I mean, you really needed said, a lawyer. You really oh, needed a lawyer because that what I said was that I made this guy go sweep leaves. And then I made an inappropriate joke about what had been done, but inappropriate joke. I mean, that's that's not exactly a crime worthy of jail for the rest of my life. You're making you're, one offhand comment about a guy. Your Honor, um, I feel like I, you know, I, I, I prefer to let the facts speak for themselves. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not going to stand up here and be the more charismatic person because it's impossible. Look at him. God damn it. He's a great actor. <laughs> so I thought... There's no point me delivering the facts when we did have um, a, a, an investigative detective on the case. So I would like to call a witness if that's okay. Oh no. I was hoping at some point <laughs> we'd have somebody else. <laughs> so yes. Mm -hmm. exactly. So I'm gonna turn now, because I have headphones on, I don't think she's gonna be able to hear ye. So I will relay the information. <laughs> but I will, this is Celine by the way. Can you? Hello. Can you hear Celine? Hello. I can. Yes. yes. Oh, see, it works. Yeah. Thank you for, for doing this. So you actually listened to the last episode. Yes. And you investigated and you found out all the information. For example, um, that Cedric here was um, spying on people using Google. Openly admitted it, yes. Brazenly admitted it. I have to say. Oh, wait. Uh, I believe we've already litigated this issue and Tanisha has, the Tanisha defense has been evoked. Invoked. Um, sorry, Your Honor, should I be doing any, do you swear to take the whole truth or anything like that, or are we good? If he has an honest face, I'm good with it. <laughs> you have an honest face. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so yes, I'm just going to ask a few questions here. Um, so you investigated. Cedric, the former MCP. Yes. Okay. Um, what did you find striking when you first investigated in regards to Brian? Well, I, Brian seemed like a stand-up guy. Um, I was I was surprised by the immediate dislike that the MCP had towards Brian. Um, you know, just just it it happened straight away. He he was not he was not willing to give Brian uh, a chance to to really prove the kind of good man that he was do you think that suggests that he only put brian in there as a kind of scapegoat because he did hire him yeah he knew he was going to he he, he knew that he might fail would you confidently could, say that i would very confidently say that can you say it really confidently <laughs> <laughs> he knew brian would fail and he was going to use that against him no this is what an awful interview this is um sorry um Okay. What, what is the witness's role in this? Oh, she was the lead detective in the whole case. This, is, this completely falls apart if she doesn't do well. Uh, <laughs> well done. Um, can, I, can I ask a question to the witness? I'll, I'll throw it to... Do you want to Do you want to take the headphones for this? Hello. Hi, thank you for being a part of my trial. Um, I, uh, I'm sure you're very grateful. I'm very, very grateful for the chance to speak to the truth of what occurred. Uh, I would like to ask um, simply for your representation of the facts. And again, I appreciate all the research you did and the benefit of a doubt that you may or may not have given me at any given time. 
I would like to ask, would you see yourself as being uh, an impartial investigator? Um, I went into this, yes, very, very impartially. Um, I, I had no bias toward either party when I started my research. Um, and I, I feel that that means that I, I was very impartial during my review. Yeah. Um, would you, is it true that you are in fact engaged to the prosecutor? Yes, I am. But as, as discussed earlier, I'm a very honest person with an honest face. That, that did not impact my review at all. And is it also true that the prosecutor um, helped translate many of the messages or offer many of the messages to Brian, to Lauren, to Ajax, to Captain Adam, to many members of my administration over the course of, uh, of, of our first um, conversation for tyrants and training? Well, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, you know, the prosecutor wasn't really involved in tyrants and training. That, that was, you know, just a, a conversation in your own head. If, hmm. if, if, if I'm that mistaken. sounds incredibly convenient. Uh, I think listeners, at least, if not uh, our, our illustrious honor here, would recognize that the voices do sound weirdly similar. Uh, I suppose my next question would be, are you aware via your research that uh, the judge who ended up ruling on the coup attempt, which Brian was involved in, was in fact married to Brian. Yes, I was aware of that. Excellent. So, uh, Your Honor, I would just like to propose that there seems to be a uh, current of, uh, of people being in committed relationships with those who seem to be <laughs> against me, also helping rule on uh, whether or not what I did was good, right, and or moral. And that seems problematic to the core to me. But that's her job. Right, but I'm saying she maybe should have recused herself from the situation, given that she had intense personal ties to it. I'm going to allow, because I, I think she has well, an honest face. I, I think she just, too. I'm just thinking, you know, it's, it's really hard to remain impartial throughout that. And I agree, she seems very, very nice. I'm just saying it's, it's very convenient that that is the case. And uh, maybe everything should be taken with a slight grain of salt. If you're going well, to take a grain of salt against me for being an actor, which is completely fair, I've been in some bad things. Uh, then maybe <laughs> that should be taken with a grain of salt as well. Well, there's something else that's disturbing to me. You showed up today without anybody. You have no support. Um, that is because of the prosecution. You, you have. Who, I mean, I've been in jail, yes, so I'm kind of used to being by myself. Your Honor, we were unable to find anyone to show up on his behalf. I'm sorry. That doesn't seem overly fair to I me. Mean, they, they even have their cat. Yes, one, one of them. The others are around. Yeah, you don't even have a cat. I cannot tell you how badly I would like to have a dog, but I travel an awful lot. And uh, it's actually very personal uh, and sad for me. So, Your Honor, can I just ask uh, our expert witness, um, or not even witness, but the detective, can I ask her one other question? Please. Thank you. During your investigation, you dealt with this uh, coup attempt that was done um, against Cedric. Got yes. it? It was the senators that you 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 found were were responsible for, and they they were um, at the jail for a period of time. Yes. Uh, Cedric has mentioned that Brian was involved in it. I don't know if that's actually true. Can you tell us anything about the investigation? Because you your notes suggest that Cedric was very quick to just blame him. Yes. So earlier on in 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 Cedric's time as an MCP, there was a, an issue with the Nissan Leaf. Um, at a festival 
that that caused some some controversy of mm-hmm. course uh, and being banned. being banned yes. yes they were banned and they were brought in there was circumstantial evidence that suggested that brian may be involved in this but what does circumstantial mean <laughs> it means that it's it, it's it's not you know factual Perfect. it's it's not definite oh, you know okay. Okay. evidence but th- there is a box of leaves in the van um or in the in the Nissan leaf and and Brian or I'm uh, I apologize MCP thought that that meant that Brian must have been involved in this yes. attempt but there was there is no there is no hard evidence to to point to this did he immediately go for Brian then you're saying I- I- immediately yes no. Uh, but hmm. in 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 the case of the coup attempt, in MCP's defence, I, I do believe Brian was involved in that. Was um, he? You believe it, but are, can you say that he is guilty, or do you just believe he is? I believe he is. Okay, but you can't say he is guilty. No, but he, he was he ever found to be guilty. He was not found to be oh, guilty okay. by the by the 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 Capricorns. Right yes. for our previous discussion, because his wife was one of the Capricorns who her eyes twinkled as he was released. Um, also, Brian later took credit for the Nissan Leaf incident, I would like to point out. By the way, can I just point out that um, the, you said about the judge, his wife, ruling. Did she rule for or against his imprisonment? I know the other four voted against. Did she vote for? She voted for it. Oh. But again, I will add that she, as MCP said, she did have a twinkle in her eye when she did so. Uh, and she did give um, Brian a big old kiss. After. As a wife would, as a loving wife would. And in fairness, she is a very twinkly woman. No, she's great. I have, yeah, yeah. I, she's wonderful. I have no are all women. I bear her no ill will. So can I just say that, so on the record, on the court records, it shows that she voted for his imprisonment. Yes. Just noting that. Um, do you think that's very important? I do. Your Honor, what a, what, a, what, a, what a wonderfully uh, gifted and, and humorous statement you've just said. Well, this was brought in very, very late in this trial. And this seemed like this is really, this is the smoking gun. I mean, is it true or is it not true that that was the last vote cast in that trial, that it had already been decided? And that that election, that, that uh, decision, that court decision helped kickstart Brian's nomination to become the next MCP because he was free. Can, can I just uh, counter, make a counterpoint to that? Uh, he says kickstart his, his election. I mean, Brian was very popular already. The reason why he was very popular is because he had found jobs for half the workforce that Cedric had fired from the, the street sweeping operation. Because Brian had hired those people yes, without giving them jobs, without the budget. And had taken them from other well-paying, well-serving jobs, which we would have set oh, them up with, and which Brian eventually did set them up with, which is not an accomplishment necessarily. It's simply within the uh, within the scope of his duties as a public servant. He got um, them the jobs that they then lost and then got them new ones because the first ones he had gotten them were without permission, without the budget necessary. So then he's simply covering his own mistake. Well, surely we're not going to praise him for that. Do you see, Your Honor? It's a very, it, it's an, it's an M- MCP who is very focused on what Brian is doing every single day in his very minimal department. Um, that, well, it's just hard because everyone else in my government is good at their jobs. So, except Ajax, who, unless he is saying Ajax is good at his job, which is one contribution it seemed was to go down there. Ajax was pretty good at his job until one day when he was no longer good at his job because caught. of what he was told, not by me but because of somebody else 
And he was then thrown in jail for that, which I fully endorsed, which I thought he should be. The, I would say that uh, Ajax is in prison partly because he was left to, to rot in prison by Cedric once he wasn't useful anymore, which is the same as Brian, who was thrown out onto the street to, to sweep him. Um, so there seems to be a habit. I would a say habit. that Ajax is still in jail because he assaulted 1,300 people and made them all stand up in a line and take a ticket to be <laughs> yeah, smacked. It was really so it efficient. Sounds like, that sounds like he's in jail because of that. And if it is because I abandoned him, then it should be a point in my favor that I did because surely you don't want me sitting there going, yeah, buddy, that's a good decision. So what was Brian's motivation for giving all those people jobs without the budget? Was so, it, yeah, was, was it to, to take over, undermine you? What, what was his motivation I don't want to speak to his intentions, so I'm going to let the prosecution, uh, who may or may not have been a factor in that intention and decision, uh, make that um, make that presentation. Well, I'll speak for Brian. I mean, those people um, that he hired, I, I don't think there's anything to say that they were in, in, in jobs. Certainly, I'm sure there's a few who are already in jobs, but a lot of them were unemployed. That's why they already Objection. liked them. That's factually incorrect. Everybody had jobs. How would that? That's. I'm glad you're gonna have to pull it, Marjorie. You're just right. Okay. I would no, like to, I would like to remind us that it's innocent until proven guilty, and there is absolutely no evidence in the entire transcript in the entire first conversation that those people did not have jobs. You are making that up right now for your own convenience, even though I clarified that those people did in fact have jobs. Because later on, we had a conversation about where they would get jobs, and I said there's plenty available because of the ones they formerly had. May I, may I read, Your Honor, from this um, investigative report again? Yes, I need um, more information. Thank you. Um, this is after Ajax had gone and throttled 1,300 people. Um, 1,300 people. He did. He throttled them. Right? I, I thought he just smacked them. I've been misinformed. No, <laughs> um, no I, I will read in a moment. I'll, I'll go back to Ajax, but I'll just stick on this for a minute. Put, uh, no, I'll the... believe you. Ajax would definitely do that. So yeah, just go ahead where you're yeah. at. Dennis also added that Brian is very good at convincing people. He found people with no purpose in life. They didn't work and they didn't want to work. So those are the people he found and he put them on the street cleaning. Then when MCP wasn't happy with the amount of people in work, he sent Ajax down there, who then proceeded to beat them all up, or half of them up, and the other, they, they were let go. Those Objection. Half, were hospitalized. Objection for implying that I sent Ajax down to beat them up, which whatever I did not. Way, whatever way you want to frame it, those people were hurt, and then they were let go. So um, I'm, being, I'm being criticized here for offering free public education, for offering 1,300 jobs available for these people. That's what I'm being criticized for, because they were offered jobs that they, we didn't have the budget for, which means they weren't being paid, which means it's not a job. It's free labor for Brian to get off easier. I just want to clarify that that's what I'm being criticized for. Uh, Your Honor, may I ask another question of this? this, this well, yeah, because he just got some points for that one. Can you read out in your report this line, if you don't mind? Uh, 1,300 people have been bruised and hospitalized, added by the MCP, by Ajax. Wait, no, wait, I think that, okay, I, I might say it again. Sorry. Okay. You did a wonderful job. So in the report, it says 1,300 people have been bruised, 
That is the, the report given back to MCP, who then adds and hospitalized, which is the comment added by MCP. So it wasn't enough that they were bruised. He added that they were hospitalized. So those poor people could have been bruised and walked home going, oh my God, I just got beat up by Ajax, me too. Um, but no, he, he had Ajax put a, like, give him a severe chocolate. Objection. I did not have Ajax do anything. Ajax did things, but was found guilty for them and is in jail for them. That's, what are you talking about? And also, what was the, what would be the motivation? What's the motive? Because those people were loyal to their great new boss, Brian, who had found them jobs, as I said, they didn't want to work. So he had given them purpose. MCP couldn't handle that and decided, well, I need to send him down there to teach him a lesson and use the pretense of, oh, well, the budget is actually going a bit bad to send him down there. At the time, there was no issue with budget. There was no financial issues. There was, as I pointed out, that's what the evidence says, is that we did not have the budget set aside to pay those people in those jobs. And you can go back and look at the transcript on what I told Ajax, and it was not to quote unquote deal with them. I never said to go hospitalize them. I said to find them new opportunities. I don't know exactly what the quote was, but I promise you it was not go assault 1,300 people and put them in the hospital. That is not what was said. After they had, they had rested, of course, we gave them the best medical care possible. We offered them free education, free jobs. Why would I do that? What would be my motivation for wanting to go injure 1,300 people, citizens, voters, people who are under my care and protection as the MCP, who Brian had offered jobs to without being able to pay them just to make his own life easier? This makes no sense. You're projecting. I don't know. That sounds a little bit like retaliation. From, for what? For Brian being for a popular government official. Good for Brian. It seems I gave, odd. Him, I gave Brian a very important job, sweeping leaves, because I thought, hey, this is something Brian can do. And it did help him and make him popular. Brian wants to criticize me, but he won't recognize that I gave him the opportunity that made him so popular because I knew he'd be good at it. And Annette Moron, who... Who he blamed District 18 for letting him into the yeah, government in the first place. Yeah, and moron that got us into a war with Switzerland. He's dang good at sweeping sidewalks. You don't want me to go out and do calculus to build the next space shuttle, but I'm really good at putting on a costume and singing and dancing. You People sure have are. Different skill sets. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, you don't know this, but he's actually in a clown outfit. That helps. <laughs> he's he's been put in one for our own protection. This is my com this is my comfortable space, actually. Yeah, this clown your, outfit. Your passionate pleas of the fence are kind of lost when you have like squeaky shoes and a, <laughs> and a flower, flower that has water sprinkling out. Well, um, um, what is Cedric's popularity quotient now? Oh, I mean, I did the last we counted was 14%. That's not it was at 76% when I left office. You can go check the podcast. Oh, it was, yeah. When when he left office, it was 76%. Oh, shockingly, a civil war made the popularity of all the public officials fall. Yeah, big surprise. They had to fly in someone that wasn't a citizen of the country to take over. I'm not the only person who took a popularity hit, dude. Um, Your Honor, you see, I mean, the, the, man, the man lashes out at multiple people, including yourself. He's, he's, he's lashing out at the new popular MCG. Your Honor, I have not lashed out at you. I'm lashing out against the lies of the prosecution. I feel that I've been nothing but respectful to you, and I do apologize if that has not been the case. You talk a lot. <laughs> I'm attacked a lot. <laughs>
Your Honour, do you would you like us to um, finish with closing remarks? Or yes, I yeah, I, I'm ready for those. I mean, simply for me, it's it's the man is guilty of of these things. He has um, spied on the people. I think we've we've shown that. I don't know who Tanisha is, unless it's an alter ego, but you know that that, that happened. The clear slam dunk is the fact that Brian has been tormented from the very day he was elected by District 18. Those poor people that he he helped and then later helped more people to get jobs were attacked verbally, ajaxily, to, to you know, um, um, because there was an obsession against Brian. And I just think for those reasons, I mean, you, you can't let him him out walking around and and staring at what I'm sure is a wonderful new <laughs> new project he'll be dealing with later. That's why, again, I think he needs to be put in prison for life. He needs to have to rewrite a logline every day for the same generic action movie. He needs to be banned from using curse words. He needs to take a showers with two jackets and three pants on at all times. He needs to read Brian's screenplay every day and make at least five pages of notes on how it can be improved um, every single day. So I think with those things, and of course, the guard whistling the wrong tune to um, his favourite cartoon show, Atom, I think those things are only a fair um, result of, of everything you've heard here today. And also, you're fantastic and a lovely person. Say uh, it, Nash. <laughs> uh, my defence would be that uh, I, I feel I've properly refuted everything that's been said. There was no spying. Um, Tanisha is real. I don't understand why the prosecution is so in, in, uh, so effusive in their demands that Tanisha is not downplaying the success of our young people. Uh, it really kind of baffles me, especially in such a tumultuous time for our country, that we have hope on the horizon with young people looking up to leaders like yourself, and yet seems to be so adamant that no, this young person could never have done that. It must be this crazy cooked up conspiracy theory. That makes no sense. This idea that there's a personal vendetta against Brian, I would only ask why was he so successful at the job I regave him, or that I gave him to at sweeping sidewalks, which again is very, very important. There's plenty of evidence of how important that is. I said many times how important it is. Brian helped lead a coup against me. And if you look at my statement when he was found not guilty for that, I said, that no matter what the outcome is, I respect the democratic process and the fact that the, that, the, that the Capricorns found him not guilty. When he ran for office, I did nothing to stand in his way. I said perhaps it would be unwise for him to do so given his involvement in several, uh, frankly, insane actions in the past of our island. But if I so ruined his life and ruined his career, then how did he manage to become co-MCP? directly after me. How is that possible? It makes no sense. All of the charges against me are not only wrong, they're kind of buck wild. And I would also like to go back to the opening statement where they supposedly had a, a psychological assessment done against me. Yeah. How can that be done without me even being interviewed or present in the space? That makes no sense. None of these points hold up to even the most light scrutiny let alone the intense scrutiny and burden of proof that our government requires to find someone guilty. If Brian was found not guilty of leading a coup to which he openly and publicly admitted, 
then how can I be found guilty of little more than saying, uh, saying a few mild insults, which is certainly legal, if not advisable? I rest my case. Oh, my case is rested too, your brilliantness. Your honor. Your honor. <laughs> I've given this a lot of thought. Have you? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> okay, so on the prosecution side, you have a witness. That's like pretty good. She's nice, isn't she? Thank really good. Much. Really good. Excellent. And a good witness, too. A great witness who pointed out several inaccuracies in the prosecution's reports. On the defense side, he doesn't seem to have any friends. And that's pretty bad. This has been a lifelong issue for the defense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you, you know, you talk a good game. But like, for instance, if you had gotten Tanisha on the phone, that would have helped you. You know, there were a lot of things you could have done. You could have had some charts and graphs. You, you didn't really make, other than your fancy actory talk, you didn't, you didn't really prove a lot to me. I mean, yeah, your logic is pretty good and you have nice green eyes and like that all counts. <laughs> <laughs> a little too late. But so, so I, I want to be fair, okay? Because at first I thought mistrial, but then we have to do it all over again. Oh, God. <laughs> Want to do that. <laughs> so this is what I'm thinking. I think this is, I think this is really fair, okay? I think that because I love the punishments so much, <laughs> I would really like to see him have to face some of those punishments. They're just so good. And, and he, it would be like an experiment. We could see somebody could stand those things for, for a period of time. So rather than life, which I think is too long, and, and I do believe in the death penalty. I might have gone for that, but you didn't ask for that. Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I would have brought a graph if I knew that was on the table. <laughs> there would be many Tanishas. <laughs> or hired a Tanisha. You know, you had a lot of options. Well, I'm using my phone for the call, so I couldn't call anybody. So, <laughs> so. so okay, this, this is what I think. I, I, I want to see those punishments inflicted upon you, but I only want them for three months. So you're kind of guilty. So you, ha you have to do all those things, that list, and plus some more that, that maybe he could think of, but for three months. <laughs> I am sending you a script every day for the next three months. <laughs> That's great. Uh, that's good. I, mean, I will really appreciate that. It'll be good to get my spam filter working. Uh, you know, Your Honor, I think that's, uh, well, I don't think it's fair, but I will take it, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, Your Honor, just, just to give you um, some information, because you've been doing all this, but you also run the country. We do have um, a bit of good news for you, if that's all right. Um, your head of finance, Paul, has just stuck his head in. He said that the country's doing really well. Um, a lot of money. So do you want us to build you like a big statue or something really big or anything like that? Your Honor, I would caution, no, 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 no. I would I'm caution sorry. with Paul. Just, you know, do what you will. What's the downside? Not, nothing at all. He, I think there's about 20 billion in the bank. So the people would love to build you a giant statue or anything, any monument or anything like oh, that. You know what? <clears throat> My favorite um, pastry are brownies. So I've definitely oh. found the right place. Yes, so, indeed. Yeah, so the statue should have some brownies in it too. So, do you yeah. want you fifty foot statue with a load of brownies, like holding them yeah. up? Um, yeah. Perfect. It's going to cost a lot of money. Um, 
yeah, Paul, Paul's probably going to get another email. But, but I, I have a feeling you're going to hold that against me for misuse of funds. No, 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 not to talk. No, listen, you, you are, yeah. you're, 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 you're fantastic. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, um, that's not Paul's shtick. Don't worry. Paul does have news. Um, Paul actually just checked the accounts again. Um, <laughs> MCP. Um, it turns out there was an extra zero. It's actually 200 billion. So would you like to build like more brownie statues or? We're, we're, we're when I was MCP, Paul accidentally found out we were like eight trillion in debt instead of four trillion in surplus. I'm pretty sure this is going to flip pretty fast. No, 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 no. We have two hundred billion, so we're going to build dot them around the, the country. So yeah, I mean, um, Cindy, your your reign on um, Naboo, you can change name if you want. We're getting rid of all the Star Wars. Reference. I like no, well, you know, I, I I like all the work that he did, and I like history. I don't want to throw out everything. Didn't didn't you write on um, Mark and Mindy? Yes. Wasn't one of his things Nanu? Yes. Yeah. Do you want to rename it Nanu? Ork. Ork from Ork. Yes. Because I was like, do you want to change the name of the country to Nanu? I, you know, I, I like history. Keep. Okay. He, yes. He, no, no, we're sick with that. He did all that work. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I did not. Thank you. Thank you for recognizing my work. <laughs> and I Your respect honor. creativity. Okay. Your glorious MCP, ma'am. Right. Um, okay, so we're sending off Cedric for three months right beside Ajax in a cell so we can take showers oh, with clothes no, on. please, please, two over. He can't bust no. through that wall. He's <laughs> reinforced. Uh, Cindy, you are the very popular MCP of Nabu with multiple massive statues of you holding um, brownies around. Um, Paul is doing fantastic in finance now. It just needs the right leadership, seemingly. Yeah, I mean... That's pretty much the end of this very weird and intense show. <laughs> you're, gonna edit intense. It down, you're gonna edit it down to four minutes. God, imagine. Where it's just yeah, it's just me talking. Um, and it's just <laughs> me going, Brian, 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 and then it ends. <laughs> it's me saying hello, and then Cedric getting really upset and just remove the Brian. So it's like, God, Cedric's a terrible guest. <laughs> <laughs> Or just the two of you. Um, okay, so everyone listening, whoever's listening, um, thank you for listening to Tyrants of Training Podcast. And I want to thank my guests, Cindy Beagle and Cedric Gagel. Yeah. Right, yes. okay, yes. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so the two of you can be found on Twitter, right? Yes. Yeah. Because I follow you, so that's all I know about that. <laughs> Do you know what your Twitter handles are? Or? I think, isn't it both of us have our names, right? Yeah, these aren't very common names. So I'm just at Cedric Gagel. Yeah. And Cindy Beagle. Beagle. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so this is the end. And yeah, goodbye and everything, everyone. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Noticeable pause there, Cedric. <laughs> thank you. Oh, I wasn't sure if we were all saying thank you. And I was, <laughs> I thought maybe the Zoom would just shut down and I'd be like, oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>